Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio, the show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are Redemption is the story for the NASCAR Cup champion, recapping the end-of-season MLB awards, who took home some hardware, two familiar faces in two new places, the debuts of Cam Newton and Odell Beckham Jr. We are halfway through the NFL season, who's hot and who's not. The Sooners' playoff chances take a huge hit. The Fire Brigade recaps last week's games and give you their predictions for Week 12's biggest games. And with that, I give you our chief of our Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Hey, thanks, Colton. Good to be back. You know, we did take last week off, um, but we didn't take the week off from sports. Uh, Colton and I were in Chicago and actually got to catch the Chicago Bulls um, Dallas Mavericks game. So. We'd never take a week off from sports. We might <laughs> might have taken a week off from our podcast, but we never take off from sports. So, um, no, we were we enjoyed that. Uh, we'd never been to a game at the United Center, so we got to see a game there. And uh, unfortunately, Colton's Mavericks uh, didn't uh, fare took, so well. Took, but, took the L, but obviously yeah, the hometown goals. the hometown crowd was happy. Yeah, so, but but, Chicago's playing really good, and it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, the, the Bulls are you know hot this season, and yeah, it was like a a sold, It was a middle middle of the week game, and it was like sold out. It was a packed. You know, the yeah. atmosphere was was good, and so you know, good good for the Bulls to I see them. Haven't seen that in a long time in Chicago. All right, it's good to yeah. see. Them. Yep, yep. All right, well, let's get into our. We're going to do a real quick wrap up of NASCAR here first. Um, you know, we had predicted Kyle Larson to be the favorite, and he didn't disappoint. The guy dominated all year. You know, and went in the final race as well. Um. All he had to do was beat three other drivers to, you know, win the championship. But he did it in dramatic fashion by coming in first. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, and it was I watched this race, fellas. It was a fun race to it watch. Was. It really was. I mean, uh, for a long stretch there in the middle of the race, uh, Larson, Truex, Hamlin and Elliott, you know, the four drivers that were eligible were one, two, three and four yeah. for a big portion of that race. So. I mean, I, to me, you know, when we talked about it the week before, um, that that's the way it should be, that the four guys that qualified should all be, you know, vying for the win in that final race. And they, and they did, I mean, it was, it was exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at one with 30 laps to go, uh, Kyle Larson was in second behind Martin Truex Jr. And Truex was pulling away. His car was better on long runs than what, uh, Kyle's was. And he was gaining, he had over a four second lead on him and, uh, we went to yellow or the, yeah, yeah, they went to yellow and everybody came in with 30 laps to go and Kyle Larson's pit crew pulled off their second fastest pit time, a four tire change fastest time all season came in in second, went out in first and never looked back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it, that, that really proves that, you know, NASCAR is a team sport. You know, a lot of people think of it as an individual sport. It's just right. the driver going around the track, but without those pit crews and that without the, the uh, the spotters and everything those drivers can't do what they do and and that was great to see that it really came down to the pit crew getting this championship for Larson it was pretty cool yeah and I think it also you know it helped um you know he, he Larson you know won the pole on on Saturday so he got the you know advantage that number one number pit one stall. pit stall right. so he's you know the shortest distance to get back out yeah. there on the track too so but yeah hats off to you know his pit crew there that you know pulling off that that impressive um feat with their you know fast time of getting in and out um mm-hmm. you know that's in in nascar you know 
a lot of times, you know, in, in, you know, sports like football, basketball, it comes down to, you know, minutes in a game or, right. you know, whatever in, in NASCAR, it comes down to, to seconds, seconds, seconds. Um, so, or tenths of seconds, yeah. hundreds of seconds. Right. Uh, so it, it, it's, uh, yeah, one of those things that, yeah, time is, is of the essence in, in that, in that sport. But, uh, you know, like, like we said, when we did the intro was, you know, redemption was the, you know, the kind of the, I guess the motive or kind of the title, the I theme, guess you, yeah. could, you could put on. Uh, Kyle Larson's, you know, championship run there, you know, if you, if you guys, you know, obviously not too many people watch NASCAR, but you know, um, Kyle Larson, you know, last year didn't even, didn't even race for, got for fired. you know, got fired. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, made a big mistake, made, 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 a, made a mistake, you know, made, made some comments that, you know, weren't, uh, you know, of the best, the best character, you know, got fired from it, from his team and lost nearly every sponsor he, you know, had and, and, you know, didn't wasn't really sure if he was ever going to be able to come back and, and race in NASCAR. And, you know, I think, um, you know, for him to for him to come back almost being a, a year out of the sport and, and to not only win the championship, but dominate in the way that he did. I mean, that that's and that's impressive. The, the humility he showed throughout all of it. Yeah, too. I, he, he really he really did redeem. Himself. I think I think he learned a lesson. Right. I, it right. Was a, it was a, uh, you know, a maturity moment, I think, for him. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think it, it did the whole sport some good. And uh, did you know as a person did Kyle Larson as well? So yeah. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a little something extra in the Christmas stock for, <laughs> for that for that pit, for that pit crew. crew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. Well, let's move on to uh, like Colton said, they handed out some hardware this week um, in the in Major League Baseball. So I'll let Matt and Colton talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, Matt, if you want to, you know get the MVP, uh, we'll kind of, you know, alternate there and, and, you know, sure. what, well, whatever. you go ahead with the MVP. I think you got a little more stats there. I'll take this out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Um, so yeah, the, it, it, you know, the, a, the MVP awards were just announced literally like an hour ago. So, you know, we're kind of, you know, scrambling to, to get the information <laughs> for that, but, uh, so it's kind of, kind of breaking news, I guess, but, uh, a, uh, over on the, the AL side, you know, the AL MVP, which I don't think is a, is a big surprise to yeah. anybody, but, uh, it was, Shohei Otani, the starting pitcher slash DH for the Los Angeles Angels. <laughs> that um, seems weird putting right. that all in the same sentence. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you guys, you know, don't watch much baseball, um, this guy was, you know, a two-way player and, and impressive on both both sides yeah. of, the, of, the, of the ball, of the, you know, the plate, I guess you could say. Um, you know, was the unanimous MVP award winner for, for the AL. Um, came in, hit uh, 46 home runs, 100 RBIs, but also – stole 26 bases too yeah. so not just a power hitter but you know could could get out there with some this, speed too this guy's so an athlete. this guy you know is is, a, is an all-around kind of kind of guy but then you know you flip it over and he's you know nine and two as a pitcher with a 3.1 era and almost 160 strikeouts on the season so yeah definitely something that we haven't seen too much in in baseball you not know in recent, for, for not a, long, a long time a long, long time since time. since uh, i'm you know, obviously the oldest one here <laughs> right <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, hats off, hats off to him. And then, you know, on the on the NL side, the MVP was uh, Bryce Harper, the, the outfielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. And, uh, you know, he, he be, you know, a little stat there, he becomes the fifth player to win MVP for two different teams. So most people know him as, as playing for that Washington, you know, Nationals mm-hmm. team and being, you know, being the star there. But, you know, just recently moved over to Philly and. You know, didn't have the, the greatest, you know, couple of seasons, you know, starting out. But, you know, this year, obviously, 35 home runs, 884 RBIs, and a, and a 309 batting average. You know, that's that's pretty impressive to, to, to win yourself a, an MVP. So, right. yeah. Matt, what, what you got? <clears throat> yeah, so in the, in the AL for the Cy Young, it was won by Robbie Ray of the Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Rays, 
believe this was his actual second Cy Young in a row for him. Mm-hmm. He had a 248 Ks and a 2.84 ERA this season. I mean, that's just those are some dominant numbers. And you know, I was looking at these names, I'm thinking, well, these are some some fresh blood, really. I mean, you right. know, you, you, for the longest time, you saw Kershaw, 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 and mm-hmm. that was really about it. You right, know? right. Yeah. So it was nice to see some new names in here uh, in the NL Cy Young. You also had a uh, Milwaukee Corbin Burns getting the uh, getting the Cy Young there. He had a 2.43 ERA, and he averaged a 35.6 strikeouts per walk ratio. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean, he's striking out 35 guys for every one guy he walks. That's no, that, no free passes. No. That that is amazing. That, that's that's is, pretty that's pretty pretty, incredible. pretty impressive. Wow. And then they also did the managers of uh, yep. the yeah. American League Manager of the Year and National League Manager of the Year um over, you know, again off the off the Rays um uh no, 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 wait, I'm wrong. No, Kevin Cash, second yep. time in a row. Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. He is yeah. the manager there in, right. in yeah, Tampa. Tampa Bay Rays. So no. second year in a row, Kevin Cash has won that honor. Yeah, so. and, and repeated it. You know, he was the winner last year of, of the award um, and, and won it again this year. So he, he joined uh, Bobby Cox as the only person to repeat as as manager yeah. of, yep. of the year. So mm-hmm. pretty pretty impressive. You know, Rays had, a you know, 100 wins and, and had the top spot there in the AL didn't quite, you know, do as well in the playoffs as they had, had hoped after, you know, following up on that, you know, coming in second place, you know, World Series runner-up. They, you mm-hmm. know, had high hopes to do a little bit, you know, more damage, I guess, in the playoffs than what they did. But still a, still a good season for the for the Rays. That's yeah, really impressive to be a back-to-back manager of the year because that's really hard to do in any sport. Yeah. Manager, you know, you, you kind of lose the benefit of the doubt of being right. a great manager when they expect you to be really good. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it always seems to be that, that coach who kind of overachieved a little bit that wins. Right. So with I, a team that maybe wasn't that great. Right. But, I mean, you know, taking a team to 100 wins in yeah. a season, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, especially, you know, um, after – I think I think you can you can kind of peg it to the, the Rays. You know, they lost – even a, a lot more, you know, some some stars from that right. World Series runner-up team, and, and not many people were predicting them to do what they did this year. Maybe not even make the playoffs and not really contend even in that division. Yeah. And and they went on to win, you know, a hundred games. And and uh, you know, so yeah, I think that that's what it comes down to is that they the expectations were 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 super low, and, and they still exceeded it and yeah. went even further. I think than than what people. Yeah. You know the the best case scenario, I right. think. So. And over on the National League side, you had uh, Gabe Kapler from the uh, from the Giants winning the National League Manager of the Year. So yeah, I see a quality X player coming out and right, yeah, right. manager yeah. and really yeah. really succeeding. And I mean, I, I don't think that there would have been. I mean, I think that was pretty easy. You know, uh, yeah, to, to pick um, going going kind of kind of piggybacking off mm. of my Rays. You know, thing. I think it was the same thing. The Giants were not projected to even finish towards the top in their division then they go out and win you know 107 games and you know win their that tough division that they were in mm-hmm. and, and then yeah yeah probably the, the most league. probably the most competitive division in baseball right. all year so right so and but, i'll tell you the rays really ran away with these awards because they also won the al rookie of the year with uh randy Azarena, and yeah. he led all rookies with a two point 274 batting average mm-hmm. and uh the nl then rookie of the year was with the cincinnati reds he had jonathan india mm-hmm. who had a great season in his own right uh kind of sad like all these other guys won and were made the postseason then you got this this one player there for for cincinnati the yeah, who, who wins they and struggled they yeah struggled, and I, I think uh you know that one was kind of an easy i mean yeah the reds didn't make the playoffs but i think it was a kind of an easier one to, yeah, to pick he, he did have a very a lot you know, of hardware he played there to he played in 150 
of the possible 162 games, which I think for me is is pretty impressive. And it it's is. and it's you know in a, in a rookie season to play you know uh, only you know 12 missing 12 games in a rookie season, you know 150 out of 162. That's that's pretty good. You know that's hopefully he can continue that going forward. You know in his career, but I think that that's kind of the stat that that kind of glares out there for for me. Mm-hmm. So. Very good. All right, well, let's move on to the NFL, man. We're halfway through the season in the NFL. Uh, It's been a very, to me, very competitive season. I think I read somewhere today that this is the first time ever that um, after 10 games that every team has at least two losses. Mm -hmm. You're just not seeing that team, you know, like – They're not one dominant team. Right, right. You know, like the Patriots at times were, you know, 10-0, 12-0 this late in the season or – you know, in recent memory or whatever. But, yeah, the first time that in 10 games in that every team has at least two losses. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like – A little bit of parody in, sure, the, in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, I think even the, even the fantasy stats are kind of sh- showing out yeah, that parody because, I mean, we, we, we've got our own little fantasy league going, and, and me and Colton, you know, we're we're both right there <laughs> at 4-4, <laughs> right. four and four, but we're – or. Four, five, five and five, five, I think. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, we're both we're both still right there in the championship hunt. Right. I mean, that's just how All how right. much parity there has been in football this year. Yeah, yeah I agree. Well, let's get, let's get into some Cam Newton news. Uh, Superman came home to, to the Panthers, or, or I mean, to the to the Patriots. No, um, Panthers. No, or, yep, pan, yeah. I'm sorry. Coming. He, he, he left, left, the, the, left pan, the Patriots. Left yep. the Patriots. He's back home at the Panthers, where you know he kind of has a they. They he, like him. They love him they in Carolina. Love him. They love him in Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he, he did very well. You know, originally they were talking about maybe 4 or $5 million. Uh, he got close to $14 million. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On a one-year deal. Yeah, $2 million signing bonus, $1.5 million base, and then a $1.5 million game roster bonus. So every game he plays, he gets another million and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and then there's a lot – there's some other bonuses in there if they make the playoffs and, mm-hmm. and such. So he can even do better than that. You know, he's only played one game, a uh, big game for yeah. them. You know, yeah. they, they got a 34-10 to 10 win over Arizona. Yeah. Um, he didn't play a lot. Right. Threw well, four passes, completed three, one of them for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, definitely was a was a spark in that game. Right. I mean, his first two plays that he was in there were two touchdowns. Right. Um, so, he comes in there, gets a rushing touchdown, comes in, you know, the next play and throws a passing touchdown. So right. I don't think you could ask for a better <laughs> debut, let's say. Uh, obviously, very short stint. I think he only got eight total plays. But, right, right. you know, I, I, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm reading is he's, you know, expected to start for him, you know, this week. They play, you know, the Washington football team. And he's getting a lot of the first team reps and, yeah. and, and really looking to be the starter now, you know, going, going well, They're saying it may even be an audition we're going into next year too, right? Right. You, you know, I don't know. I I I don't see Cam Newton as a long term solution, right? There. Yeah. Because you know, he's as a quarterback, he's he's not that great of a passer. He's only he completes roughly sixty percent of his passes, which yeah. isn't isn't a spectacular number. Mm-hmm. He averages almost twelve interceptions a season, which is pretty high high of an interception rate in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see him as a long term solution for the Panthers. I I think they sh- they need to stick with Darnold. Darnold did did great for them when he was playing. I I think. He's more the long-term answer, and I hope I hope they don't disregard him just because they brought in Cam. Yeah, I think uh, you know obviously they brought in Cam because Darnold goes down with right. an injury, yep, so exactly. they they yeah. had really no choice. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know because Darnold has not looked very good in in, in, in you know they they've lost I think I don't know four or five in a row here, and, and they still have an outside chance to make the playoffs. I think is why mm-hmm. they made the signing with Cam because they. 
you know, they feel like he can really come in and, and make an impact for them, you know, going forward. Cause like I said, at five and five, they're not quite out of the playoffs there and their division is kind of, kind of cluttered there towards the, towards the top. You know, mm-hmm. I think the, the saints might be, you know, six and four and, and, and the, you know, the, the uh, Buccaneers are like six and three as well. So right. they're, they're right there in the hunt. So he, it's not he was like definitely the best of what was out. there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I gotta agree with you, man. I don't think that he's, you know, the, the savior, you know, going forward two, three years down the right. road here. But I think he comes in and gives you a, a, a decent impact right away, yeah, let's say. Well, and I um, think it helps, too. He's 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 healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's he's had some difficulties with that. So, going back to Matt's comment, that's probably another reason this isn't a long-term yeah. solution mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, another big uh, signing this week, um, Odell Beckham. We, you know, we all predicted it. I don't think it was any big surprise. Wasn't like we're, you know, uh, these great fortune tellers. I, I think everybody saw his time in Cleveland was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was interesting as I was doing some research here, though, that he's saying he's always wanted to play for Sean McVay since McVay took over out there in 2017. I guess he made the comment to some of his closer people when he got when he originally came to the Browns, he said, all right, now can I, how do I get to the Rams from here? Huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I hadn't read, read that. That's yeah. interesting. Um, so, you know, and he, you know, he comes in the first game, he caught a couple passes, but they got smoked. They look, and, and that's two weeks in a row. Now yeah. the Rams have yeah. looked, have looked bad. Well, thank goodness they have a bye week because they definitely have some, some questions to, to answer that they, you know, got to get figured out quickly. By the 49ers who, you know, Jimmy's back, Garoppolo's healthy. He looked really good, mm-hmm. I thought. In that a, a division opponent. That, that's right. what that's hurts what the hurts. most. Right. Yeah. But, you know, they got smoked 31 to 10. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I hope this works out for the Rams. I like Sean McVay. I, you know, they got a good team, but I just – I. I'm not sold on, never have been sold on Odell back. Yeah, this is, this is another move to me that I just, I don't think helps much. You know, it, Odell Beckham's a really good receiver when he's the guy, when, when he's getting all the attention, mm-hmm. he, he, he plays well. Right. But when he starts, you know, slink, slinking into the background there and not, not getting all the attention, he shuts himself down. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he becomes a distraction to the team. And I just, I, I can't see him. Yeah. He, he's not going to be the number one guy there. They have Cooper cup. Who's, who's definitely a number one receiver. They also have a Van Jefferson who's playing very well. Mm-hmm. So he's at best going to be the yeah. third receiver, and I, I can't see him being happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the effort just wasn't there in Cleveland, I didn't yep. feel. Um, yeah. You watched him play those last few games that he did play, and the routes were sloppy. Uh, he was short-arming passes. You know, I don't know. I just I didn't think the effort. And I read another comment that kind of concerned me a little bit, too, about o- Odell Beckham. He said, doesn't matter really if, if even if he only makes the league minimum when he goes to LA. He said there's so much money available to me outside of football in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. that's to me that's a little concerning. Yeah, where where is his focus focus at? Right, you know. Exactly. So, so I know I think that was kind of a LeBron comment when he went out to LA too right, right, about, right. about doing all that extra stuff. Yeah. So I think I think for me, yeah, I think the Rams. I think it's kind of a you know maybe a a, a low risk high reward for them. I I have to put it on Odell. What yeah what what does he see because like you said Matt he's not gonna be the number one right. guy and and yeah. and that was kind of the you know, reason that he wanted to leave Cleveland is that because he wasn't getting the ball enough and that you know whatever he may have gotten a QB upgrade with you know Matthew Stafford but 
I, I don't think, like you said, he's, he's not, not still not targets. the number one guy. Cooper he's Cup's still their number one option. Right. So I, I, I think, you know, it does help. You know, they obviously, Robert Woods, they lost him, you know, earlier mm-hmm. in the week to an ACL injury. So he's done for the season. So that, you know, kind of moves Odell Beckham up the up the priority, you know, list there. But still, he's not going to be that number one guy. Right. That, and, and and like you said, the, the the thing is, is can he keep his ego in check? And you know, Sean McVay has had a has done a nice job of you know balancing all those personalities on on Los Angeles's team. And you know, I'll, I'll use you know Jalen Ramsey as an example. He's he's one of those guys that you know is a very outspoken you know kind of player that right. that's kind of energy that he feeds off and has you know kind of a bigger ego. And you know, Sean McVay has been able to keep him in check. Now, what I will say is. Winning always masks the, <laughs> yeah, the issues, you, you know, behind the curtain. Um, and, and so I think that's why in Cleveland you see Odell, you know, some of those things sure, start but, to come out because yeah. that's I, I almost predicted it when he went when he went there. Yeah. When the Browns were winning, when the Browns were doing well, you didn't hear anything yeah. out of Odell. But as soon they as start the to struggle stars go bit, down, you yeah. know, Baker not playing as well as, you know, he would he would like him to play. Yeah. Well, they, it's not they, my fault we're losing. It's right, that kind right. Of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, that. And they, and they wanted to, until his dad made the video, I think, um, that really kind of threw Baker under the bus. Yeah, I think um, that. I think Cleveland was going to try to keep him, mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. think that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Right. Um, they, had to, they had to kind of pick between their franchise QB or, or you know, right. this possible star wide receiver who hasn't shown. So, so I guess it just boils down to which Odell Beckham Jr. are you going to see out there in right. L.A.? I guess right. is what it boils down. Yeah, if he can keep his ego in check and, and play like the Odell that played in New York, mm-hmm. then they've got themselves one heck of a steal. Right, right. But if, if he's that clubhouse cancer, mm. I mean, you said this was a low-risk move. This could actually be a high-risk move if he tears this team apart. Could be, could be. But I would say at the same time, they, they it's not like they signed him to a big a big deal. Right. They, they got right. him at a they low you know, low amount, too, so they, they don't have you know anything tied down right. financially to him either. So True. All right, very good. Well, let's move on uh, to some more NFL uh, news here. I think – we're going to start this segment out with kind of our all of our uh, MVP pick, MVP pick, you know, here 10, se- 10, 10 games into the season. So, Matt, we'll let you get started. Yeah, me and Colton actually did this uh, at the early stages of the season. Kind and the quarter mark. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, I, I picked Josh Allen then. I'm sticking with him right now. Him and the Bills just keep winning, and uh, he keeps playing well. He's completed 66% of his passes for 2,602 yards, 19 touchdowns. He's also rushed, rushed for another 332 or 322, another three touchdowns there. He, he's playing well. He's leading the Bills to wins. And, you know, uh, I might be talking about the Bills in another segment coming up here. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I, I, that's who I pick too, Matt, as my MVP. So I'll just go ahead and throw in my two cents here. Um, they, you know, they've scored 40 points in three games already this year. Um, and, that, you know, in the NFL, that's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that, those are big games. So, yeah, like Matt said, you know, 22 TDs, only six interceptions. Um, but I tell you, you know, they're six and three, and they got a tough road coming up. Okay. They got to play New England two times coming up, mm-hmm. and they got to play the Buccaneers. Oh, wow. So, I think, you know, I, I, as even though I do have Josh right now as my MVP pick, 
you know, those three games, I think, coming up over the next four weeks. Could could make um, or break his chances. It's really, I think, going to, you know. Approve a lot. Sure, yeah, I think, you know, really. show 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 if, we, if we're making the right pick here or not. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Colton, who you got? Um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, when, when Matt and I did this, you know, a few weeks ago, um, I had Kyler Murray there as my MVP, you know, race. And, you know, unfortunately, the. I talked about it, you know, could he stay healthy? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's hit him. He hasn't Ugh. played the last couple games and, you know, may not play another, you know, a third game here That's in a row. Angle, so right? that is it an ankle? I think something along those yeah. lines. So, you know, that, that's obviously you don't play the same number of games as the other guys, you know, your stats aren't as high, you know, mm-hmm. you just don't have the opportunity. So, right. you know, I think that, that kind of knocks, knocks him out, but so, so I, I switched it up here and I got, I got Matthew Stafford, the new guy there and there in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, he's led the led the Rams to a seven and three start, you know, tied for second in the a tough division, one of the probably the toughest divisions right. in football there. And um, you know, he's got several, you know, big games here coming up against, you know, the Cardinals here. So, you know, he has a lot of opportunities to, to show himself. So similar to Josh Allen, I think he has, you know, some opportunities that could make or break his MVP right. type season. But uh but, you know, I think MVPs don't usually have that game that stands out as a real stinker like he just had Stafford yeah. just had last week. I yeah. think that would really hurt, you know, in in the overall look of things for him. To yeah, be yeah. you're not, you know, 10 points in a game. Right. You're right. not, you're not wrong. Um, and, and uh, you know, that the thing I would say is that even with that, you know, kind of a, he's still putting up stats. Yeah. They don't, right. they're not getting the wins or the points may not always be there, but he still leads the league in passing yards with, with a little over 3000 yards, mm-hmm. you know, passing. So, you know, yeah, he had these last two weeks have definitely been, you know, a downward trend that, you you know, you don't want to see during an MVP type season. But I think that's just the nature of the season that we have yeah. is that I, I, when I was doing this, you know, when I was trying to pick a kind of a new MVP outside of Kyler, I had a real tough time because yeah, I did too. There, there are several, I think. At this point, I think you're saying really well. I think you can say that it's going to be a QB that wins wins the MVP. Mm-hmm, yeah. But it, it, it I think there's there's so much time left that you know we're only halfway but i think there's a lot of season to go right. to determine i mean you, you got to look at tom brady i mean he's yeah. having a great season yeah. again I, this year I mean, you, you got to almost look at, at dak dak's having yeah. a good season he, you know he's he, up in there but like again we're everything everybody we're talking about the quarterback right right, now, right. so which i think you know uh so bar and, really it's going to be the quarterback of the team with the best record yeah, is right. probably going to end up winning more than year. likely I yeah i before he got hurt, I, you know, it had been kind of do looking at Derrick Henry before he got hurt. But now, yeah. like Colton said, you know, if he's going to miss, I mean, he's, he's not projected to come back yeah. at all this season. So maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's, it's going to be a quarterback and, you know, probably go on who get run, gets the deepest run in the playoffs. I'd yeah. Say, so. Right. Right. So, all right. Very good. Well, let's move on. We're going to go kind of switch gears a like, who we think's really doing well, and we're gonna uh, pick our team who we think is the biggest disappointment so far. Colton, I'll let you start this segment. Yeah. So when we did this a couple of weeks ago, I had the had the Colts as as kind of my biggest disappointment, but uh, they they've kind of you know picked it up. I think uh, you know I touched on it in our segment that they play in kind of a weaker division, so they have the opportunity to kind of you know redeem themselves and. And they have, um, but uh, for me, I think my biggest disappointment is sticking in that NFC West division there, and in, in, in the Seattle Seahawks sitting yeah. there at at three and six, and and, and dead last in the yeah. NFC West. And you know, it's it's unfortunate because you know they've been hit with the injury bug, and and most notably to to their you know franchise QB and, and Russell Wilson. And they, you know, that that show their their team definitely went you know downhill quickly after he he went down and. Uh, 
you know, so I think they, and it hurts them because like I said, they play in a tough division. So it's, they're not going to be able to just, you know, play, you know, some weaker opponent, get their, give themselves right get back their franchise QB yeah. back and, you know, beat up on some, some weaker teams. Um, you know, so far through this year, guys, they're one in five against, you know, teams that made the playoffs last year. So, you know, they, 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 like I said, they're three, three and six, they got a, a few more tough games and their division is, is tough on top of that. So, I just think that they, you know, got a got a tough road road ahead of them, and just not the not the season that they were they were hoping for. I mean, they 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 finished twelve and four, won that division last year, and uh, you know made made some noise in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. and, and you know we're hoping to kind of you know piggyback off of that, and it just it's just not there. So yeah, yeah I, you know I'm right there with you, Colton on uh, on Seattle. I, I agree wholeheartedly, and you know to make matters worse. You know, in this offseason, they were talking about Russell Wilson potentially wanting out. Mm. This is doing nothing yeah. to make him want to stay any longer. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is, is – is this a contract year for him? or could I, could be. It might be an opt-out, like a potential okay. opt-out yeah, year it, for if him. If he has an opt-out, I think he's 100% gone. Yeah. But if he doesn't have an opt-out or anything, I, I think he's going to be demanding a trade this offseason. Okay. I can't see him sticking around in Seattle after this season, after wanting out yeah. last I don't, year. I if if things continue the way that they, they do, bad I, to worse. I don't know that Pete Carroll is going to survive the season either. He could be – you know, he's been a long-tenured coach there in Seattle and – the last couple seasons has been kind of on the hot seat, but yeah. he's always been one of those guys that like when this, the, the hot seat rumors kind of, you know, come about, he, he always turns it on or, you know, finds a way yeah. to, to get it yeah. done. And so hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll do that in the second half of the season, but you know, things don't look good as tough as that division. Well, maybe USC ought to hold off on making their coaching. <laughs> yeah, decision. Right. Uh, that's a yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to, Probably upset everybody in Ohio. My biggest disappointment. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, mean, wrong, I, I can't help it, fellas. Yeah. I mean, they're five and five. They're, I mean, they're still in the hunt because you know they're everybody's kind of jumping up on each other. There, that that division is is kind of up in the air yeah, as well. Of, so, yeah, but I mean, you look at the talent that this team has: mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, Javar, J- Jarvis Landry, Miles Garrett, Kareem Hunt, Jadavian Clowney, Donovan Peoples-Jones. David Njoku, I mean, just and and Odell before obviously Odell all, all before that stuff was, happened. I mean, but, these are names that even people don't don't follow football yeah, recognize. Pro bowlers, these I are mean, so, big time guys. Yeah, I, I just so before I get into some of my other stuff, just some pooper. Is it Baker or is it Stefanski? Yeah, I don't. I I think for me, it's been the if there's a team that the injury bug has hit the yeah. worst. And I was they, gonna say the same thing. I, I think Browns. Baker's injury has really affected him as well, a quarterback. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and they, and they get Chubb back, and then he goes on the COVID list. Right, right. So, and, and Kareem Hunt's been out of the you know right been here. out of the mix, and then they've had several. I think three or four starting offensive linemen have mm-hmm. been in and out of the lineup. So and Baker's not been healthy. Right. Well, and Jarvis Landry has been injured. Odell right. Beckham has been in. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, you got to overcome. Yeah, too, but so, the, the great teams are able to overcome that and to me that has got to go on Stefanski yeah um yeah. you know so I'm, and I'm not saying he's a bad coach but I'm just saying you know he might be in over his head right now I don't right know. right so we take a look at the losses that they've had they lost to the Patriots mm-hmm. they lost to the Steelers mm-hmm. they lost to the Cardinals they lost to the Chargers and they lost to the Chiefs mm-hmm. all good teams yes their five wins against the Texans who are one and eight <laughs> The Bears, who are three and six, the Vikings are the only team that they've beat that has a winning record. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. They're four and five. The Broncos are five and five. They beat the Bengals are the only team they beat at five and four with a winning record, which it helps. It's in there. 
in their division. Their division that helps. But yep. They're they're beating the bad teams, but they can't beat the, the good the good team teams. Right. And right. they're going to have to be able to do that going down the stretch. Yeah. So you know, and they got they got you know some tough games coming up. I think they got a, this week. They got a game against the Lions. So. <sighs> Gosh, I hope they can get it. Yeah, right. I mean, the Lions, the Lions squeaked out a tie last night. <laughs> yeah, so. they, they didn't take an L, so they're not going down as 0-17. <laughs> right, but. but so they got they got the Lions, but then after that, they got two games against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that. They they're, got the Raiders. Yeah. They got the Packers, the Steelers, and the Bengals again. There yeah. might not be so. another win on the, after this game. Yeah. After the Lions, yeah. they're, I mean, they better they yeah. better get it together mm-hmm. because – yeah, there's there's no easy games the rest of you know, and with the Ravens, the Steelers and the Bengals all in their division. Yeah, it's like yeah. you gotta perform, you know, out of those out of those four games, you gotta go three and one probably out of those three games right now in the position that they're in. Right, so, yeah. And I don't know I don't know what the other division their schedules look like as far as, you know, how many division yeah, games they either. have left or, you know, some of the maybe they play some other weaker teams too. But yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. You got to do, you know, do well because, yeah, like you said, those and, other teams in that division. And Baker, I, 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 the kid's a competitor. I like him. He, he's given it everything he's got, but I, he's injured, and I think no, I don't think he should be playing. No, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he needs to get himself healthy. He's not helping the team. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so that's my pick. All right. Well, let's go now with our biggest surprise. We'll let Matt start this segment. Um, with who, who's your biggest surprise this year, Matt? Yeah, when we did this a few weeks ago, I said Dallas, and I'm actually staying with that because they, they just oh, keep on yeah, winning. because that's, that's your team, Matt. <laughs> it, it, it is, but they've also really surprised are, me because I didn't they, think they'd be they, this good. They, they look I, really I, good. I got to agree with you, Matt. I got to agree with yeah, you. Yeah, they're coming in 7-2 and two now, become possibly a Super Bowl favorite. Their offense is first in the league, averaging 31 points per game. I you knew their offense was going to be better than last year with Dak back, but I didn't know it was going to be that much better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I and mean, he's he's got to be in you know talks for MVP too. That's that, yeah, that's what I said. You know, he's 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 got to be tossed around. You know, as as impressive as he's been, yeah. right. he's got to be in the mix. And, and what really turned this team around though is their defense, who just keeps on doing it despite some injuries. I mean, they've mm-hmm. had Randy Gregory out for a while. They have had Lawrence out. Yeah. You know, they've had some big injuries on the defensive line. They're still playing well. They're tenth in the league. They're only giving up 22 points a game, and their yeah. aver- their defense has 14 interceptions on the season and uh, 18 sacks. So yeah. I mean, th- this defense is—they're playing with some fire and some intensity. They're playing really well. Yeah, I—I yeah. I didn't see it coming from this defense at all. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, we we like we did this segment. You know, I surprising team was the Cowboys, and I got to stick with them as well. And Good I think for you. I think the thing that that sticks out to me on that defense is yeah, they only have 18 sacks, which is like towards the bottom, you know, third of of the league. So they're and they're, but they're getting all these interceptions without even getting a, a significant pass rush, right. which is you know showing that they're you know their man to man coverage, their coverages, their corners and safeties are playing you know really Tight, really yeah. well. So uh, that that's pretty you know impressive impressive for them that they're yeah towards the bottom you know when it comes to you know sack numbers, but toward you know obviously towards the top when it comes to interceptions and you know just overall pass pass defense. So. You know, their their hats off to them. They they obviously play in a little bit of a weaker division, so mm-hmm. they do have that going for them. But you know, I think going forward now, they know, yeah, we're we're probably going to win this division. What can we do in the playoffs? Right. So, I mean, looking at the rest of their regular season schedule, I, I only see maybe one or two lo- two more possible losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they they're, they're right. definitely going to go go in with a lot of momentum into the playoffs. America's sure. team may be back. Maybe back. <laughs> All right. 
good things are Jerry Jones is happy. <laughs> um, well, my pick for surprising team, Tennessee Titans. All right. Okay. I mean, we knew they were going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. We did. But they started out the season with a win over the Cardinals mm-hmm. when, you know, everybody was healthy. So, you know, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, and then they've beaten the Colts twice, who we, you know, are playing good ball. And then you know, they had a puzzling loss to the Jets. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened in overtime. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but I mean, but since that loss of the Jets, they went six they've and righted 0. the ship. They, they're six and zero. Uh, they destroyed Kansas City, yeah, twenty-seven to three, which is the game they lost there. Or no, 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 they lost Derrick Henry in the in the game against the Colts, the second game against the Colts. But they still wound up pulling out the win, even though they lost Derrick Henry with that broken foot. He's got a like the fifth bone in his foot, I think, um, is broken and. What I'm reading is he maybe only six to ten weeks. So at six weeks, it would put him back in week 14. So I got some more on that here a little bit later on. But, uh, um, you know, they lose him, and I think everybody wrote him off. Yeah. Yeah, When Derrick Henry went down, he's led the NFL in rushes, rushing yards, and rushing TDs 2019. 2020 and was on pace to three-peat this year so mm-hmm. i think and, and a significant portion of their offense yeah i mean know. he's he's in there on like 80 percent of their offensive plays so, right right uh, you know and then now julio jones you know he's got a hammy which they're saying like three and he's dealt, kind of dealt with this all season long been kind of playing but i think they're going to try to rest him a little bit the hopefully three weeks um but since you know f- they finished that game against the colts and won and then the two games without Derrick Henry, they beat the Rams and the Saints. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, beat two, some two, quality two, teams. Two playoff teams from last year and, right. and two teams that are playing pretty well this year. Right. So so, so that, they're my surprising team this year. Um, and then, our, you know, our next segment, segment was going to be our favorite to, to go to the Super Bowl. And I got the Titans to go to yep. the Super Bowl. All right. I yep. mean, it's going to be a tough road no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at their schedule. Um, they got a game against the Texans. Yep. One and eight. Then they, they do got a game against the, you know, much improved Patriots. Then they get a bye. Mm-hmm. And then that week 14 where Derrick Henry could possibly come back is against the Jags. Mm. So I'm saying. So don't play you, him there. Right. You There's don't no need, need. giving yeah. that one, you know, barring no setbacks in his, you know, his, his recovery. Mm-hmm. Then you go ahead and sit him in week 14. So he's available you know, to kind of shake the rust off in the last yes, two, couple, three, couple weeks to, to shake that off last two, three time. weeks of the season. And, you know, you get healthy, you get, you get Julio Jones healthy. And, and, uh, you know, I, that's kind of, I, I, maybe my vision was a little bit clouded by everything that they've been able to do, but you know, it's way too early to predict a Super Bowl team, but that's, that's who I'm going with. I love some Mike Vrabel out there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Tell you what, he's doing good things, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, my, my team, uh, when we did this a couple weeks ago was, was the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they've, they've kind of come back to earth here mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, you know, recently had, have had a couple of, you know, losses and, you know, looked kind of dysfunctional in that this latest loss against the Washington football team. Yeah. So wow. I, I, I'm knocking them out of my, you know, favorite to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, I got instead I got a, a team that, you know, the, the Buccaneers beat to get to the Super Bowl. And that's the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. currently sitting at eight and two first in their in their division. And I think, you know, we all knew what was going to happen. You know, Rodgers comes back, you know, the offense was going to be okay, but it was really, what was the defense going to do? And and for me, as much as we talk about Dallas's defense being improved, I think it's green Bay's defense oh, yeah, that's improved just, just as much, you know, if not more. Um, and they're, they're, you know, only giving up 18 points a game, which is good for third in the NFL. They uh, only allowing five yards per play, which is also good for third in the NFL. 
uh, 24 sacks, uh, 11 interceptions. Um, they got four wins over teams that made the play, you know, made the playoffs last year. And they got, you know, two more games coming up, you know, through the rest of their schedule against teams that made the playoffs last year in, in the Rams and the Ravens. So we get to continue to see is this Packers team for, for real against right. some, you know, some stiffer competition. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers, obviously with the you know whole COVID, you know, stuff, put that behind us. Let's move forward. Uh, hopefully the Packers, you know, can, can, can get it done. So, yeah, so I didn't pick a single team. I picked a matchup for the Super Bowl. Okay. So I, I picked uh, Green Bay who's currently eight and two playing the Buffalo who's currently six and three. Both okay. teams have been relatively injury free for most of the season. Mm-hmm. They, and they both return a lot of their roster from last year. So it, it helps to have a lot of playoff experience when, when you come into this type of thing. You know, some of these teams like the Cowboys, they just haven't been there, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I could see a team like Green Bay being able to use that experience, even if the Cowboys are a little better, you know, talent-wise. I, I think paper, that experience yeah. could be enough to, to get Green Bay over the hump there. So right. I, I think that's a, that's a big deal. And also defense is a big deal. Um, and Buffalo right now is uh, first first in the league in points allowed per game. They're only giving up 15 points a game. And then you got Green Bay, like you said, not far behind. They're only mm-hmm. giving up 18 points a game. Yeah. And yeah. if you play defense like that, you're you're gonna win some football games. And that, that's important, I think, in the in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think that people realize that as much. I mean, we saw it in last year's Super Bowl with with Tampa Bay's defense, which yeah, as good as we all knew their offense was. Th- yeah. And they really didn't start to play well with that defense until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. And, and right. they you know solved the big mystery of how to stop Patrick Mahomes and that, you know, that exciting, you know, Kansas city offense. So that's, I think a, a big thing that some people don't, you know, that kind of overlook when it comes playoff time. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's, uh, we spent some serious time on the NFL. Let's, let's uh, drop down to the junior league here. Talk a little <laughs> bit of college football. Um, go over our picks two weeks ago i went four and one i thought i was back on track <laughs> and then last week i go two and three so <laughs> no you know but the, the games last week were i mean they were excited they were they, good they, they were, were there was really good games last mm-hmm. week i lost the two late games that the seven thirty games that I, if i could have you know pulled out one of those would have been nice but <laughs> it is what it is they were fun to watch um right we got some big matchups coming this week hopefully i can write the ship <laughs> matt took over the lead mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So the standings after after last week, um, coming into it, Matt sitting at the top there. He's had some pretty impressive, like a three week stretch here. The four ones. Uh, yeah. uh, awesome. Impressive stretch here. So he's sitting at the top at thirty three and seventeen, and Dad's sitting there right behind him at thirty two and eighteen. And then myself, I'm I'm in the basement, but I'm 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 right there, thirty one and nineteen. So we're all so all bunched game, up. So huh? there's only a couple weeks left. So. We got to make make some picks or make some different picks to, to try <laughs> yeah. to make you know make up Everybody's some ground here. Jockeying for position now. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, you guys want to get into our picks for the week, or you got more you want to go over from uh, two weeks or from last week? I mean, yeah, nothing nothing really to, to say much from from last week. Um, like said, a lot of exciting, a lot of close games. Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, close a lot of close games. I think you know outside of kind of that you know the Ohio State Purdue game, yeah. all of them were within you know a couple scores or you know a score or two. Um, so. Yeah, very, very impressive, and, and I think, uh, yeah, going forward, these next two weeks, though, are, are definitely, you know, some heavy playoff implication type yeah. type games, so yeah. we'll uh, then, yeah, transition then over to our picks for, for this week, Dad, right. so well, we'll, let's start out with the, let's start out with uh, Colton's got on our list this week, uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns against the Liberty Flames. Yeah. Who do you like in that one? 
Yeah, so Louisiana comes in, you know, nine and one. Liberty uh, seven and three. Um, you can find this game four four p.m. Eastern time over on ESPNU. And uh, surprisingly, Liberty is actually a four and a half point favorite yeah, coming I was a coming surprised. come coming into this one. Even though you know Louisiana has the has the better record. Um, but their only uh, loss was to Texas. Yeah, so early in the season. Yeah, so. yeah, and, and in a game that Louisiana, you know, possibly you know wasn't like they got completely blown out in that game right, either. Right. So. But uh, you know, for me, I think I think the difference in this one, um, Liberty's offensive line, not not good, fellas. Not good. Uh, they've given up thirty eight sacks, almost Oof. forty sacks on the year. Oof. Only five more teams in in the in the whole FBS have given up more sacks than them. Then you look on the flip side, Louisiana's pass rush has twenty six sacks already through the season. So I think the difference for me, the, the Louisiana gets gets that pass rush. You know, makes Malik uh, Willis, you know, make some mistakes there for for Liberty. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Louisiana, you know, get, gets the win and, and covers that covers that spread. <clears throat> I got to go with Colton on this one. Like I said, Louisiana, their only loss was to Texas. Um, Liberty's got losses against Old Miss, which is is a good team. Mm -hmm. They lost to Louisiana Monroe. Not, not and they lost not. to Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, I I, I don't know where <laughs> I know. The odds makers in Dallas are way smarter than any of the three of us when it comes <laughs> to picking games. But uh, I got, I got, I'm going with the dog here. I'm going to take the raging Cajun. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to say not so fast, my friends All over right, here. I got, go. I got Liberty in this okay. one. Right. Uh, you know, both these teams, their their stats are almost identical across the board for both these teams, offense, defense. They're they're very they're very similar teams. Yeah, I, I think Liberty's played a little tougher schedule though than than Louisiana has, and I think that I, I being battle test that. is going to help them here. Okay, I, I think they're going to be able to just to pull do enough to pull off a close win okay yep. well, hopefully right. matt will lose that one and get him back <laughs> in a tie so it right. can be it's check check one right, right off the all bat right, all right let's move up the let's move up the grid here a little bit a game that we thought would maybe mean a little bit more than earlier in the season um smu at cincinnati at number five cincinnati matt what do you got yeah i, I think cincinnati gets the job done here their defense is just going to be too much for smu Cincinnati's only given up 16 points a game compared to SMU. They're giving up 26 points a game. And SMU's two biggest games this year have been against Memphis and Houston, and they lost them both. Right. So they haven't played well against their best opponents. I don't expect them to do any better against Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got the Bearcats as well, Matt. Um, 11 and a half point favorite uh, in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's kind of raw right now about how they're getting treated. You know, in the playoffs, I think they got something to prove, and I, I look for Cincinnati to win this one big. Oh, okay. Well, I, I expect this one to be kind of a, a high-powered, high-scoring one, and I think Cincinnati has the capability of that. But I think uh, Cincinnati has the better, the better defense. It's just they haven't been as tested. You know, this year, you know, their conference is not very good, and it, when it comes to QB play, this is probably going to be the best quarterback that they've faced all year in uh, mm -hmm. Tanner Tanner Mordecai for for SMU. He comes in. Averaging almost 350 yards per game uh, through the air and almost four touchdowns per game, um, so that secondary for Cincinnati is going to be tested. I think that they, you know, do just enough on the on the defense. I don't know that they'll cover cover that 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 spread, but I like the Bearcats to to win this one okay. and, and keep their playoff chances there alive. All right, very good. I like I like that pick because <clears throat> it's the same one I got. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Let's. How about we do that? Uh, Arkansas at Alabama, number twenty one. Arkansas at number two. Alabama. Yeah. Um, Alabama's a twenty and a half point favorite. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know I, this game. 
on paper, there you know, re no real reason why it should be close. But uh, I think this game's going to be closer than what you think. Um, but I, but I'm still I still got to go I still got to go roll tide on this. Yeah, I agree 100. percent I, I think it'll be closer than those 20 and a half point spread. But yeah, roll tide. Yeah, I think uh, just a just a little bit of history here, fellas. But you know, we we had this game um, picked a long long I don't know four or five weeks ago. But uh, you know, it, I don't know if you guys have realized, but if Arkansas had gotten that two point conversion against Ole Miss and and won that game, mm -hmm. this game would be actually it would have a lot bigger implications oh yeah um this this game would actually be for first place in the sec west mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy to think about that you know literally a, a, a point couple points separates arkansas from being you know at the at the top you know potentially at the top there in the in the sec which to me is just impressive in in the sense that how bad arkansas has been over the last you know several years and and, and what you know their coach has been able to do in the short amount of time that right. he's been there in arkansas so Hats off to him, but this game I, I don't think is going to be. Yeah, I think they're yeah. a little bit overmatched still in, in, in this one. I think uh, you know Arkansas has to get it going on the um, you know on the on the ground game. Alabama's only given up two about two yards per carry um, mm. over their over their last seven games. Um, you know when 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 Arkansas was held below two hundred yards rushing was in a shutout to Georgia, and they needed overtime to even get sixteen points against a okay LSU team so right, right. I think Alabama is gonna you know shut that run game down mm -hmm. I think that they'll cover cover that that three touchdown spread too <clears throat> all right uh, so we all agree on every all of them so far except for that so Louisiana that Liberty yeah. game um, now next let's talk Oregon Utah mm -hmm. um, nine and one Oregon going into Utah at seven and three uh, Vegas has got Utah by three points in this mm -hmm. Um that surprised me. And that, I mean, that, that basically means that this game is like a pick em because mm -hmm. usually Vegas yeah. says three points automatically home. to the home team. So right, right. you're basically saying if this so, was a neutral game. So Oregon's one loss to Stanford. Mm -hmm. Utah beat Stanford. Mm -hmm. 52 to 7. Mm -hmm. Oof. Yeah. So, you know, this, this game is a, like Colton said, could be a toss up. But to me, I got to go with the Ducks. All right. All right. Well, I have to say, not so fast in this one. I All got, right. I'm picking the upset. If you look across, well, the, it's not an upset. Yeah, it's not technically yeah, it's an upset. Technically. Uh, upset in the rankings, let's say, or right, you know, right. upset when it comes to playoff implications yeah, here. Sure. But uh, if you look at it, these these two teams really kind of match up pretty evenly. Yeah, they're you know, identical. Look, looking paper. at stat wise, defense, Utah offense scores a ton of points. Yeah. Uh, so I think ever since Utah made the change at quarterback there to, to Cameron rising, uh, they've, they've been, you know, a totally different team than what they, you know, started, started out as I think, you know, he continues that hot streak. Utah's defense does lead the pac 12 in sacks. I think they disrupt the Oregon offense just enough. Um, and, and they also give up the fewest sacks in the pac 12. So, you know, I think that they can limit Kayvon Thibodeau on the on the flip side there mm -hmm. for for Oregon. He's been playing really well though. Yeah, and uh, but uh, also you know make make trouble there for I think uh, Anthony Brown I believe is the quarterback for for Oregon and, mm -hmm. and kind of disrupt his his momentum there and, and and get you know I think it's a close game that three points may be you know just just enough but uh, I think the U Utah Utes they they get it done there and um, right. at, at home so right. yep right. you know I'm I'm with Colton on this one looking at the stats they're like I said they're pretty much identical and I think that home field is is gonna be enough to get, get I got I gotta say edge. go Ducks man I gotta get me a win <laughs> all right well our last game then all right last one we saved the best for last I think it's the big you know game day ESPN game day is gonna be there uh, Michigan State going into the shoe this weekend. 
both teams nine and one. Michigan rank Michigan State ranked seventh. OSU ranked fourth. Um, and I think we are all kind of shaking our heads a little bit at the at the spread on this. Again, they don't build them billion dollar casinos out in Vegas because they by lose losing money by losing money. But they got OSU by nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, pretty pretty big spread. And uh, but but I think they can I think they can cover. Uh, you know, I, I think. I think uh, you know Michigan State's. If there's one thing you can say, it's Michigan State's secondary has is not is not good. Not good. Um, and 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 you're going up against a team that the passing game is is you know on Incredible. fire right now. The uh, receivers that Ohio State got. I mean, they got four four or five guys that are probably be playing, playing on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, you but, know, and the best of them went to Alabama. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So it's uh yeah gonna be you know very very tough for that secondary uh michigan state's given up at least 350 passing yards and multiple passing touchdowns in five of its last eight games and they're coming up against you know a cj stroud led offense you know for the buckeyes that's averaging almost 400 yards of passing mm-hmm. and almost four passing touchdowns per game so I, I think uh yeah the buckeyes the buckeyes get it done i think um you know they they limit the opportunities michigan state has with the, with the run game i think Michigan State's going to be playing from behind a lot, so they're not going to be able Their to run. Their offense the, isn't made for that. Yeah, isn't going to be able to run the ball a, as much. And, uh, not Although to take they away, did come back on our team. <laughs> they, they do have, you know, a few deep ball threats on that, on, you know, in the passing game there for Michigan State, but I just think Ohio State has a little bit too much offense for them that the Buckeyes get it get it done in Columbus. Yeah, I agree. And, I you know, I, 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 OSU's going to win this game, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I, I I picked them actually OSU to cover the spread last weekend against Purdue and they did mm-hmm. and I think they cover again this weekend I don't think Michigan State um, even though they beat my team I get it Michigan lost I don't I'm not impressed with Michigan State mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're a number seven team in the country um, with that being said I'm not sure Michigan's a number six team in the country either but right, right. Um, but uh, I think OSU gets it done I think they get it done big. Well, you know, so you know me, I, I won't pick straight up a Buckeye game. So I, I, I'm going to call this one on the spread. And I, I think Michigan State covers the spread. They're only right. giving up 23 points a game and they're at, they're scoring 35 points but a game. They've themselves. not played an offense like Ohio State. Yeah, I yeah think, but they can they can score and Ohio State's defense isn't great either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, I, I think they do enough to stay within 18. OK, yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that's about our show for tonight. I think um, we're going to try. uh next week with thanksgiving we're going to still try to do a show i think uh wednesday next week but we may uh, have to come on the air early um if you remember uh our absent uh, member here Braden, he's playing uh he's high school basketball senior year so we're gonna with the with covid we didn't get to go to any games and watch him play last year at all so we're all going to try to make he has a uh, their season opener wednesday night so we're going to try to do our show early I don't know. We're thinking probably around 5:30 five, next, 5:30, yeah. yeah, five or 5:30 next week, and then uh, try to get to Braden's game and watch his opening game next week. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll, we'll you know even through the holidays or even around the holidays, we'll still try to put you know put some content out there. So we don't uh, you know you can still listen to us even over the holidays. So, but uh, you know like I said, we're our, our show's you know done for tonight. So thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts Colton Cow. Chief Rob Cow, Matt Cordes. Uh, we, you know, hope you enjoyed our, our episode this this week, and um, you know, we're we're gonna come to you again, you know, next week a little bit earlier, maybe um, on Wednesday, you know, time wise. But uh, well, all those shows are available. On- but yeah, you can you know you can go back and listen to other you know past shows and things like that. But uh, 
you know, if you got you got topics for, you know, future, you know, episodes for that, maybe that show next week or, you know, shows, you know, coming up in the future um, or you just got a burning sports question that you want to listen to us, you know, debate it out here on on the show. Uh, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We're, we're on Instagram. Um, our handle is fired up underscore podcast, or you can also find us over on Facebook. Um, if you just search for fired up comma sports podcast, you'll you'll find our page there. So. Um, and you can always head over to our to our website, which is uh, firedup1.podbean.com. Um, that's going to have all of our past episodes on there and a little bit of information about the show as well. So, um, you know, we, we appreciate you listening. And as always, stay, stay fired, fired up. up.